This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. Today, I'm only on from 3 to 5. UGA Sports, I'm always happy to defer to. And uh, and I can make up for it because we're going to probably get to everything. And if we don't, you can always listen to my producer Binkley and I do a podcast every day with news of the day, 30 minutes from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. I'm telling you, we recently got a review that said if you just listen once, you'll be hooked. And I think that's true. So you can go to the propreport.com for that, but also for this show, commercial-free if you missed the first hour. This is the second and final hour. We are talking about impeachment, and we are open to calls. If you want to give a ring, 404-872-0750. Or 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Start the hour with a quick call. And then Binkley and I are going to dig into some uh, film critique of the Senate uh, shenanigans so far. And I've also got a deep dive into that Robert Hyde, who's been following Yovanovitch around, allegedly. So let's just go to Larry real quick. Hey, Larry, you are on the air with Monica. It's good to talk to you, Monica. Thanks for calling. I was kind of taken back when I saw the GAO join the foray against Trump because I went and I looked up the mission statement of the GAO, and that is to secure, make sure that our funds are being spent properly. There was all kinds of smoke and indications that there was a problem in Ukraine before during the Obama administration, and the GAO didn't do anything about it. And Trump did. Now they're coming out against Trump. That's very interesting. I tried to, I mean, I, you know, if you actually were to, I I certainly don't have the resources, the time to figure out all of the legal responsibilities, how these laws work, the articles they referred to. But are they responsible for making sure it gets spent in any way other than keeping people accountable to what they're required to do so congress this is how as far as i know congress passes a budget if there are earmarks in it it's very clear what has to be done with that money if there are no earmarks the executive branch has discretion which is why people don't like earmarks but actually earmarks are good in that they retain the power of the purse at the congressional level which is where it constitutionally belongs so i was thinking that the government accountability office certainly as the the findings report that i read with respect to this trump incident was just to make sure the office of management budget has to report to them that they 
know where they're supposed to spend the money and they're going to do it in a timely manner before the end of the year. Because I think if you don't spend it during the fiscal period it was allotted to, it's lost. So I think the Government Accountability Office just makes sure that you're on track to do that. And the OMB was telling them, yes, we are. Even though we didn't send these these monies so far, we will send them by the end. And I think... I don't know if you go back to the Obama era and say, was the GAO supposed to examine if there were was cause to withhold the aid? I don't know. The IMF has been withholding aid because of the Burisma and Privat Bank scandals or the Privat Bank scandal, which I think is related to Burisma. So there was good reason to keep the money. And I just don't, are you, do you, can you color in some of that GAO stuff for me? Or does this, what I'm saying sound right to you? Because I think that they did not make their case against Trump. Well, no, I I just read, looked at their mission statement. And basically they are accountable to make sure that funds are being uh, spent properly. And I understood if, if just, if something's earmarked and that's the way it should go, yeah, but nobody looks at it after that to make sure it happened. Did you? Did Obama not send stuff that was earmarked in a timely fashion? Do you think? Uh, no, he spent he, he spent two hundred and ten or yeah. two hundred fourteen million dollars. Yeah, he and I'm sent not sure it. there's any accountability on how that money was spent. Yeah, with all the smoke, you know that some things were done wrong. Yeah, that's probably true. And I'm thinking that that the. The kind of back and forth checks and balances there are Congress earmarks the funds for this purpose. The executive branch needs to execute that unless it has a good reason not to or it wants to make sure everything's on the up and up, which in this case it it had to and did. Like the Department of Defense, some McCain Act says you have to make sure they're going to spend it properly. And in this case, it's in this war against Russia, which we started, by the way. On behalf of Ukraine, I just read a great book by Oliver Boyd Barrett. I read the whole thing cover to cover, which is kind of hard in something like this. It was called um, something like uh, Western Mainstream Media and the Ukraine Crisis, a study in conflict propaganda. And it it was really good. It was like 200 pages. And I so now like there's no question in my mind that everything that I think was true about Ukraine is backed up by real some real journalism and we're sending that money over there to fight against Russia when there are ethnic Russians in Ukraine in a couple of the counties over in the um, eastern side where their their primary language is Russian and the new Kiev government was banning Russian. So that's why they were like, we can't just report to you this. We, I mean, if your na- language is Russian and all of a sudden they take it away from you, how can you function civically? You can't. And that's why they're like, we can't be a part of your government. That's just a piece of it. And we're sending money over there to put those people down. So I'm not on board with sending the money over. But the GAO has not, in my mind, made a case that delaying it, but still sending it before the end of the fiscal year was in any way out of the ordinary. I don't even think I'm not even sure there was process violations, although that's where it would be like I'd have to start looking stuff up. So. See, there's some content for you, but Binkley, let's go to form, shall we? So what do you think, uh, you know, what are some of the elements of drama that you expect to see here? I don't know that I expect this. I would like to see this because if we're going to go circus, let's go full circus. Right, which right. Kind Why of, not? You know. Right, we're going to have to take the medicine. Right you might as well get the sugar. Yeah. I would like to see if anybody saw the finale of Seinfeld. 
they brought in all of the old characters from the entire series, and they all had them testify. And I would like to see, I'd like to see us march in everybody from Hillary Clinton to Adam Schiff to Roger Stone to Vladimir Putin to Donald Trump and have them all testify and just make this thing the true circus we deserve. Yeah, well, we hopefully we'll get to see Bolton. I mean, he is yeah. he is supposedly going to be the star. But, you know, it, it, I think it's funny, as simplistic as it all is, I think they can be a little arbitrary or overhyped stuff so that we can't really we can't really guess the ending of the script. There's just a lot of different I almost feel like they film several endings and and kind of test it in the audiences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they do that in films. I know. And this is so much more important than that. Yeah. Right. So the only thing, the only argument anyone ever gives me of like it's not really like that is you'd find out. But there are whistleblowers all the time that tell us these things. Yeah. That I did want to direct people to that crazy David Hogg video. If you go to BitChute and look up, is it Ramblers? It's like he's forgetting his lines. Yeah, he's rehearsing his lines with the it's, camera person who's feeding him lines. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you see stuff like that, you can deny it. Fine, go ahead, deny it. But it's not beyond the realm of possibility that these guys are sitting around scripting this thing out. Absolutely. They're, Especially since Adam Schiff is a screenwriter, right? Yeah, they're maximizing the drama. He is. He's a screenwriter. He's going to maximize and heighten that drama to impact the audience, to make the audience feel whatever it is they want them to feel. Yeah, so I see that happening. I feel like, all right, so we're going to have some defectors who are the GOP guys. I think you only need a few to change the process because you don't need a supermajority to change the process. So they could get witnesses. They could make this a big trial. They could bring in the circus. Then when you open that can of worms, you know, you'd love to see the Bidens get exposed for whatever they did actually do if mm -hmm. anything that would be great i don't expect that yeah but what i do expect is some kind of bombshell that makes a large swath of republicans waver on the vote so you're gonna need 20 defectors to make this vote close I think you're going to get something near that number because there's going to be a bombshell. Maybe Bolton will bring it. I don't know. But they're going to open the door to that, and there's going to be a bombshell, and Trump will just squeak by, but it'll further delegitimize what he his position. Yeah, I, I agree that that's one way that it yeah, could go, way, and I hope that's way. the way that it, that it goes. Another way right, that right. it might go is— Many possible endings. They— get rid of it very quickly and they go ahead and start filing more articles of impeachment around this new evidence that's come out. Absolutely. That's a possibility. I mean, that could be both things. Both things would be the answer, right? Yeah. So then you can have a, an, a second term impeachment based on this. So like suppressing, obstructing Congress is a major element of this impeachment, but the impeachment is supposedly the thing that you know, he was obstructing. Yeah. So he can just keep, you know, he can just keep spinning out like Cool Hand Luke. And in the end, he's dead because he knocked over a parking meter. You know, like yeah. it, can, it can just get really, really crazy. But I do think that some of the drama will come with the uh, Dershowitz and Starr yeah. who are on the legal team who were most recently connected because they were behind the unconscionable maneuverings that got Epstein off yep. from really facing the accusations of the child sex slaves that he and Gillian Maxwell employed to the benefit, they allege, 
of Dershowitz. So you take these people who are truly tainted, as they say, and they... uh, (laughs) And you have them in there so that if there is a victory for the Trump side, you can look and say, well, these guys are known for back-channeling with prosecutors. If anyone could get it done crookedly, it would be these guys. Absolutely. So so that, I think, is a big part of the Dershowitz star element. They're going to be a great great supporting actor side story there. Mitt Romney, so telegenic. He's like leading the defectors on the GOP side. I'm not trying to make light of it. I actually find this whole thing disgusting and horrible, and I really think that they're meaning to completely overturn the Constitution by making our democracy appear that it does not function even to the extent of being able to hold an election. I mean, it's really awful, but if you don't laugh, you know what they say. You gotta anyway. cry. <laughs> right? So right after the break, we get some more. Uh, feel free to call 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. They think they control the galaxy. I disagree. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. I am happy to say I have a prize pack for you right now. And it's a good one for someone of my era, I think. A pair of tickets to two different shows at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. One is Rod Stewart with a special guest Cheap Trick on August 22nd, and the other is Foreigner with special guest Kansas and featuring Europe on September 1st. Tickets to both shows are on sale now at LiveNation.com, but if you want them, free here and now. The first to call 404-741-0750 will get all of those tickets. So have fun with that. And I want to tell you, I would say have fun, but it's kind of a creepy story or a weird story. And let me see if I can do it in a short amount of time. This guy, Robert Hyde, is supposedly was supposedly having Yovanovitch tailed in Kiev and reporting back to Lev Parnas, a Giuliani associate. The evidence for this, which dropped last week just as the impeachment went to the Senate and is being used as the reason Senate should do a trial and call witnesses instead of just seeing if the GAO or Congress or whomever has made their case here, which I think they should, the equivalent of a kind of motion to dismiss and uh, go ahead and just um, vote on it right away. They're not doing that. And this guy, there are text messages between him and Parnas, which are really make no sense at all. It's totally implausible. This guy is a landscaper from Connecticut. And he said that they were just working some chump, right? So I think they were either working Giuliani or Giuliani and Parnas were setting this guy up as a patsy because, and it took me a while to decipher this to really figure out what I thought was going on. Last year in Miami, he was arrested and what he called Baker acted, put in a mental confinement for nine days. He said all of his evaluations came out good and he was released. But he had said that he was being set up, that he was being uh, some emails he sent put his life in jeopardy and that he was being targeted by the Secret Service. Now, this is exactly what Miriam Carey said. And she was gunned down uh, by Capitol Police in D.C. because she had a relationship with... Obama. And this guy has pictures of him with Trump. I think he's a small time operator. I think he was set up by Parnas for whatever reason. But there is no doubt in my mind he did not. He even said, are you kidding? That was I I don't have people in Ukraine. Look at me. Look at who I am. So 
If you want to dig in, that guy's name is Robert Hyde. After the break, I want to talk about this Virginia gun rally. That's a setup, too. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Don't hate the player, hate the game, son. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. Today I'm only on until 5, and I forgot how much there is in this Virginia gun rally. This is a, a true threat to our liberty, of course, is the attack on our gun rights from all directions, it seems. Even in Virginia, where you wouldn't, I think, expect it, certainly by the way the population has reacted and but there's more to this story than just gun rights. The biggest thing, I just want to get it out because I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to have time to get through every single agenda item that I think is at work here. The biggest thing, in my opinion, is so at first I thought it was gun rights and it was trying to make gun rights ad- advocates seem crazy, dangerous, and racist. But then a couple of people sent me links. Uh, Hat tip to Tim Andrews, by the way, for sending me links to socialists for gun rights, walking soldier to shoulder to shoulder with this these gun rights advocates, and also Antifa is there to try to keep their guns. But what happened was in Virginia, they passed four laws. One they pulled back, but the laws were that. Localities could ban guns from public events. Uh, They could only, Virginians could only purchase one handgun a month. And there had to be a private, a background check on all private transfers of firearms. Now that's actually, to me, the most egregious. And the, the fourth one was that certain types of guns, was it bump stocks or I don't know what, certain magazines, something, assault weapons, oh yeah, a ban on assault weapons, bump stocks, silencers, and high-capacity magazines, that by banning those, they were going to confiscate them. And that was going to be a big deal. So they pulled back on that one. I got a lot of my information on this from a great article Pete Quinones wrote. He is a local libertarian activist and uh, um, a high-ranking member of the libertarianinstitute.org where he wrote this article. And it really lays everything out, but there are a couple of really good points in it that I wanted to make. One is funny because one of his subheadings is the boogaloo has been canceled. So this is a a word, a meme that's been going around in libertarian circles and beyond where it's basically the civil war, where there's just nothing left. They take away your constitutional rights and you're going to it's going to get ugly. And that would happen if they went in Virginia and tried to confiscate guns. So that is not going to happen. Instead, there's a rally to try to claw back those other three. There's also a movement of sanctuary cities where in the localities they say, we're not going to enforce these laws. We'll even deputize citizens. And I do feel like with the sanctuary city thing for the Second Amendment, heartbeat laws for abortion, there's a good chance that these things will backfire by forcing Supreme Courts at the state or federal level to make it very clear what is and is not allowed. So by pushing the envelope that hard, I feel like you're going to get some pushback and you're going to end up further away from from where you want to be than where you were before so there's some of that and uh the so this there's a rally organized by virginia citizens defense league a lobbying day and rally it's going to be on monday 
which is Martin Luther King Day. The gun owners of America are also a part of that, and I respect them. This all seems fine. But since then, I, since this was announced, I've heard of, there's a lot of talk about numerous arrests that have been made. Uh, a new organization I'd never heard of before, I've heard of it like 10 times in the past 24 hours, called The Base, which is kind of hilarious because Al-Qaeda means the base in Arabic, so why they would name it. But, but Al-Qaeda stands for the database because it was supposedly the, the Obama, no, Osama's Afghans. So it was the U.S., it was the CIA's list of people in Afghanistan who were trying to overthrow the secular government there that was backed by the Soviets. That was before the Soviet invasion. It sparked the Soviet invasion. It's Charlie Wilson's war. So it was their database that got morphed into Al-Qaeda. That's what research, my research has uncovered. Who knows? You know, maybe that's disinfo. Maybe the uh, alternative narrative is disinfo. I don't know. But these guys happen to name themselves after Al-Qaeda, maybe by the same people. That's a chance of that. And the, these, so people were arrested, including some Georgians from Silver Creek, I think, because they were on a like 100-acre piece of property where they're practicing shooting and stuff. I'd really, really like to know who owns the deed to that property. I could not find that. Uh, so, so my first instinct is that they're going to push out this narrative that crazy, dangerous racists are the ones behind... Uh, gun rights advocacy. But then you're going to fold in the Antifa stuff and the socialists. So what I think Antifa's role is now, I'm thinking like, because they're probably a created entity as well, is that the primary purpose of a lot of the stuff, I don't think they actually want to resolve the gun rights, gun control issue until a lot of other issues can be resolved, the everything but stuff. So Bill Barr and his Operation Guardian, where he wants to do a lot of background checks and mental health, uh, Lindsey Graham wants to do red flag laws, a lot of that stuff, they use as a touchstone our ability to fight terrorism by not abiding by the Constitution. And Mick Sally, the senator from Arizona, wants um, to have a domestic terrorism law that a federal law of domestic terrorism that also is kind of, these are touched, they use as touchstones our unconstitutional behavior towards foreigners, which when libertarians said you can't have like Gitmo or all that stuff, they said, well, this, these are foreigners. They don't get rights. I'm like, well, don't you argue that they're God-given rights? But okay, constitutional rights, maybe you don't have to give them. But now we have people on the right citing our how successful it is to suspend the Constitution and suspend people's rights when you're dealing with terrorists who are, I guess, not human beings, not citizens, whatever. Domestic terrorists are, perforce, Americans. So they're suggesting that we use this stuff uh, against people who are Americans who have those rights that we tried out on people who did not have rights. So I think the primary purpose of this is to encourage domestic terrorism laws. And... Uh, the one, uh, another thing, so I have a bunch of like checklists here. The last thing I'll say, and then I want to ask Binkley, because you you did some research on this too, that the base suggests accelerationism to get to the boogaloo sooner, I guess, and then they want to establish a white ethno state. And I have to say, this Nazi stuff is foreign to the American melting pot where just about everybody chose to come here at some point. Nobody has that kind of terror that that 
soil argument that it's your land, you're connected to this earth besides American Indians. So I don't, this is not a natural thing here. It's not emerge organically here. It, uh, I'm not even sure it emerged organically in Europe, but in any case, it all fits the uh, idea that comes out of our government of enhancing dysfunctional subcultures to create circumstances that will allow for policies or actions that would not be accepted without these contrived situations. And that really upsets me. It's a pathocracy. It's a government that works against our interests. And I think what you had, Binkley, what you were telling me about earlier, I think folds right into that. Yeah, I will say that having a racially charged gun rally on Martin Luther King Day is definitely a way to enhance dysfunctional subcultures and create maximum tension. Yeah, it's a terror. It, 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 you know, I'm surprised. That's the thing. Like gun owner, I don't. I didn't hear of the other organization, but because Virginia, but I, I know the gun owners of America. I'm. I would be surprised if they were playing into something ill-conceived. But I agree with you there. Yeah, and this whole thing. Those guys that were arrested in Georgia, it was an undercover FBI operation. The guy had infiltrated their group, and if it went like a lot of the other ones that we have seen, he was they bait them, and they put ideas in their head, and they take people who are vulnerable, and then they radicalize them. And they actually, I don't know about this specific case, I don't know when or if we will find out about that, but there's certainly a pattern that was described in from the New York Times to Fox News about how the majority, the vast majority, like 95% at the time that this was still allowed to bubble up, of the terrorism arrests were fault, were uh, sting operations. Yeah. So if they're almost all sting operations, and when they described those, some of them were, you would you could identify a person who had mental challenges, recruit them. You know, not, not find them in the organizations, recruit them to the organizations, exploit and exacerbate their mental weaknesses in order to get them to do bad things and then arrest them for it. And then sometimes it backfires, like the World Trade Center 93 or whatever, that where six people died. That was an FBI operation. Yeah, and their use of this tactic is so pervasive that in the manual that describes what they are allowed to do, it says that one of the problems is that sometimes the undercover agent will focus in on a target only to later find out that the target they've focused in on is also an undercover agent. There are exposés about the Klan in the 30s that like one or two of every three were FBI. And then Timothy McVeigh, he wrote a letter to his sister saying that he was tapped for a special ops mission. That was Oklahoma City. You know, these things are dangerous business yeah and uh i'd and stay away from that rally if yes it were. yes yes absolutely i mean that oh actually that that is the name of pete's article virginia second amendment advocates beware and one of his chapter headings little headings in this article which is totally short and easily readable is agents provocateur because they're there to cause trouble to light that tinder keg and uh and i totally agree there's no reason i mean if that's the only way to get these laws overturned, I mean, I'll, I'll have to see how, if it was passed 100% correctly by process. Like, why would the legislature be that out of touch with the people? Or is it just a uh, an irate minority? But <laughs> yeah. I, I often find that things like this are provoked before process is exhausted. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they, right. they say like you're the when you were talking about the Stacey Abrams stuff, they're like, well, we're only getting out of line because there's nothing else to do. It's like, well, what do you mean? Like, we haven't even voted yet. You that, can vote yeah, right. in the Democrat primary if you don't like the other Stacey. Like, what are you talking about? And that's part of the accelerationism is you f- try to force it to change yeah. by doing these acts. I mean, this is the argument for voting. I mean, that's what voting is for. So if you don't think voting works, I'm all for a a system that uses objective, immutable rights and and severely limits what can be voted upon, such as this. Like there, there shouldn't shouldn't even be permitted that gun rights, abrogating gun rights, should be uh, a subject of legislation. It should have stopped before it even started. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I didn't see how the process went. I only just caught on to this because it's just exploded in the media. It really has. And the irony of the governor there being the one who was leading the gun ban, the one who was had the photos in blackface and it's on Martin Luther King Day. It's just it's a melting pot for conflict. Yeah, I I don't know a lot about that guy, but um, I would just suggest that people read Pete's article and... Unless you know for sure you can stay out of trouble, I would, I, I don't know, I would stay away. Although I like the gun owners of America, but I think so. Anyway, let's finish this conversation after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Everything you do is being watched by some all-seeing eye. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Just a last word on this Virginia gun rally. I was tweeting with people. It was really buzzing yesterday. And somebody was saying they hope it doesn't go crazy. I said, yeah, like the Maidan. I hope they don't pull a false flag. Somebody said maybe it'd be a false flag. The Maidan in Ukraine, it was the snipers actually came forward and admitted it. There were snipers who killed people on both sides. I mean, this is in the record that they shot both police officers and protesters to make the riots turn violent. And I thought, I hope that doesn't happen. Then I read this article today in the Wall Street Journal last night that said it started with this this sentence. Three suspected white supremacists arrested in Maryland and Delaware this week had discussed opening fire from different positions at Monday's Monday's planned pro-gun rally in Richmond in the hopes of causing chaos. Law enforcement officials said that is like, first of all, telling people what to do. That doesn't that's not very cool. But if that if there were a sinister plan afoot, this would give you cover. This would give that Maidan scenario a plausible alternative explanation. That's how they this accelerationism is a uh, is just a beard for false flags, because when people do things against interest, you know, like 9-11 was against the interest of the Middle East. So if they did that. Why would they do that? Because they're crazy. Maybe they wanted the war, right? So accelerationism is a good excuse for people to do things against their own interests. And this is that's why I see machinations, because you have to suspend your normal logic. Why would someone do that when when the answer at the end is because they're crazy? You got to don't I would I would not accept that as the first explanation. Anyway, we got to wrap it up. Uh, I Binkley tell people how to find our podcast at thepropreport.com or on your favorite podcasting platform like iTunes under Propaganda, Propaganda Report. Report. That's right. So, and we'll put this show up uh, this week and we will talk to you next week. I can't remember when I'm on next week, but it's definitely going to be on Saturday. 
So we will see you then. Thank you, everybody. This is Monica Perez.